listening to the Money Making Marketing Podcast, and we are your guides to making marketing. I'm Isaac from Volta Media, and as ever, I'm joined by Jenny from Avon Marketing and Louis from The Mailman. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about your 2022 marketing strategy, because if you're like the majority of people, you haven't even thought about it yet. So we're going to be talking about why you need to think about it, what sort of things you should be looking at, and how this should be the first thing you do going into 2022. comes around uh the majority of people don't actually think about their marketing strategies and how they're gonna tackle the year ahead and honestly this is the perfect time to start doing it you've got fresh year everyone's come back after christmas and is is feeling ready to go you want to have a new marketing strategy to implement and to to take you to that next level over the next 12 months so first of all ask yourself this question why haven't you done it yet you know, like you, you really do need to do that and you need to make the time to do that. Set aside a few hours and just plan that strategy. But then what do you put into that strategy? So that's, I think that's what we need to kind of look at today. Yeah, well, I, th- I think like you said, though, it's a, a lot, for a lot of people like on the road to Christmas, it's trying to cram like last bit of work in. People actually want a break over Christmas. Then it comes New Year and it's like, right, we need to s- sort of start again. And it's uh, all come flooding in. So I think like you said, a big thing is a time thing. Yeah. And I think... We've probably no, December all been... is a stupidly busy oh, month. It is yeah. hard it to is, find the it? time to do stuff. It's because it's so much shorter. Around your business, you know, because yeah, you it's finish early. Like, yeah. everyone's rushing out there to get yeah. everything done. Yeah, that's, that's it. me. Like I've just haven't had a chance to do anything. Probably technically an excuse. I could have stayed up an extra hour or two to start doing work. But I think I've scheduled like in my brain. I thought right over Christmas between my twenty first and my fourth, I'm not actually working. Mm. But during that time, I will do my marketing planning for twenty twenty one, which is very last minute, but. <laughs> So it's better than not probably doing most it. people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's um it's that thing of I think we're all guilty of it. God knows I am. Um, of you don't prioritize your own marketing. For me, priorities are clients, which is silly because then how are you going to get more clients and customers and brand awareness? But I think we're all guilty of it. Um, That's literally being like me with our Christmas cards because this year we've sent almost five thousand Christmas cards for businesses, and I've said to everyone, look, we need to make sure you're we have your order by the start of December, so we have time to get everything done. And I still haven't done mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, what, the 17th today? And, like, today's the day things need to be sent to arrive in time. But, yeah, um, it's that's it. You, you yeah. So, But, yeah, I think everybody's guilty of it. But I think you're very good at size, like setting time aside every week, if you can, for your own marketing. And I think having, like, a strategy or a plan in place... I'm okay at it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> having, of us. Yeah, you are. But having a, a plan or strategy in place means when you actually come to the hour or half an hour, you actually have like certain goals or things that you think, oh, right, I need to actually do this. Where sometimes if you've got that half an hour, it's like, right, what, what am I doing? And I've had it with clients where they say, I know I should be posting on social. That's one of my marketing channels. But they sit down to do their marketing and they're like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to do. So they just put it off. So yeah. I think, like you yeah. said, strategy. Um, but I guess like you said, what goes into it? Yeah, I, th- I think the first thing you need to do is you need to look back at the past year and look at the marketing you've done. See what's worked, what hasn't, where you could improve, and then use that to inform the rest of, of your strategy session. Yeah. Um, I guess it's all that testing and measuring. Because yeah. yeah. that's it. If you're doing just the same stuff, um, potentially you could be wasting money or time, couldn't yeah. you? So. It's like uh, we've talked about it before on a podcast, but the marketing funnel, like look back at that. Look at the way your funnel is currently performing and 
which areas need improvement? Are you not generating enough air awareness? Are you not getting enough people going into your lead generator? Then you know where to focus on for next year. Yeah, that's quite important because yeah. I've had clients where um, they say, like on my side, when I do analytics for people, we're getting a lot of traction on social, but they're saying, well, I'm not getting phone calls. I'm not getting any leads. And you're like, well, are you sort of tracking what you're doing on the website or you're collecting data and they're not really tracking any of that? So yeah. it means... You they might don't actually know if they're not getting calls, basically. Yeah. yeah. It? So it's yeah. basically that, people that are falling the, off. That is the issue. Like, if you're not using a lead generator, you don't know if your awareness is actually working, you know, because yeah. you, you can't you can't track if people are signing up for things and, and getting engaged. Um, the, there's a thing I like to say to people, and that's um, in your awareness stage your leads are unknown. You don't know who these people are. And the only way you can get to know who they are is by turning them into a prospect. And yeah. to do that, a lead generator is like that perfect tool to, to capture that data and to start understanding who that customer is. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say the first thing that people need to do now is just look at your diary and set, a, like literally block out some time to, to actually look at this and yeah, block, really block out, prioritize block out it. the morning, th yeah. set aside three hours, make uh, sure a 20 minute break in the middle of it. Yeah. Make sure no, nothing, like do not let anything take over that slot because it is so important. That's it. I think people say, I'll, oh, I'll spend half an hour on a Friday, but then a customer calls or something happens and you just, yeah. but that's you need to how block you, out, like it says, a full morning, like and have nothing in your diary before lunchtime. But that's how it, make sure yeah. all that time is dedicated. Yeah. dedicated. Spend that first half an hour going over everything you have done in this past year yep. look at the stuff that's worked look at what hasn't and then use that data to inform your decision making process yeah from there start actually figuring out what you need to do for each of those stages to improve with your awareness it might be oh last year i said i was going to release a blog post every week and it's been like once a month how can you fix that well you can either set aside the time to create that blog post every week or you can outsource and get someone to do it for you and free that time up to do what you've spent it doing anyway mm -hmm. exactly I think um, obviously looking back, seeing what's worked really well, you can then sort of like set, I think a big thing with new strategies, with any strategy I do, it's like, what are your goals for this year? Yeah. Um, so is it, you really want to grow that brand awareness? Is it kind of increasing your sales by X amount? I think it's really important to be specific because uh, some people could say, I want to grow brand awareness. Okay, but what does that mean? Um, and I find it quite important with my clients saying we need really measurable goals because uh, if they're a bit general, you don't really know where you're sticking to them. And it's harder for you then to track that too. So yeah. I think you really need to set out your goals, what you want to achieve um, in, in 2022 and try and make them sort of achievable, mm. but really measurable. Yeah, I think you, that's you, really you important. Need, you really need like a, a key performance indicator for each of those goals. So you know that when you hit this mark, you've achieved that goal. Yeah. It has to have that measurability and you need you need a time scale to it as well. You need to set yourself a deadline. If you don't set a deadline, it's not getting done. Yeah, that is true. Like everybody, everybody performs better under pressure. Oh yeah, massively. If you're given a year to do it, like, it will take you a year. What? If you're given yeah. a week to do That's it, it will take you a week. Law, isn't it? Yeah. Um as an example of that, I've been saying to myself for a year, I'm gonna get a, a premium course put out on on how to do video marketing mm. and I just never get around to doing it. <laughs> Something else yeah. comes up because I haven't said to myself, you know what, this needs to be done by this date. So I think that's going to be one of my one you know of my what? parts of yeah. my strategy next year is See, to, to get that done. And I find um, 
what helps sometimes certain things like that if you let's say you say right roughly by september i want to get this done but let's say like it's not good enough i need i need an exact second (laughs) i think like at the start of august i find this helps me if i put something out like on social media or start or in a newsletter start telling people like oh on september the first like new podcast coming out or new blog coming out then it's like oh crap accountability yeah i've told i've told my followers or whoever, my network, that this is happening, so I need to do it. So sometimes maybe yeah. doing that, yeah, that could that It's a good thing for you, you and it's a good thing for your followers as well because then they know when your content's That's coming it. and when it's to expect ex- it. Um, like a thing that happens on YouTube a lot is people will put in their, their channel banner, new videos every Thursday. Yep. And it tells people, you come on a Thursday, you can expect a new yeah, video. Plus it means for them. And it's accountability every, for you, isn't it? It's so literally for me, all my YouTubers I watch, they release on Sunday and I know, oh, Sunday, I've got YouTube to watch day. today. Yeah. And it, like you say, it's just that. Yeah, I watch YouTube every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time now. But I think <sighs> it's that, um, especially if you, if it's just maybe you in the business or a couple of you, because um, I find that's it. If if it's you yourself, that's it. Who is you making yourself accountable? And I'm terrible for mm. not doing that at times. I think if you set deadlines but kind of make it public, then you have to stick to them. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if you've got like business partners or people in the business, bring them maybe on board within the marketing and say, right, as a collective, we need to get X done or can you give me a nudge or it's, it's I don't know, it's what works best for you and you'll find out kind of the best mm. way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, 100% yeah. measurable. I think what you were saying timeline. about goals is a really important thing to start. And I, lots of people think like, oh, I want my business to do 10 grand this month or 20 grand a month like consistently and they set that as a goal personally I always bring it back to personal goals and what I call purpose goals so like for me personal goals are that I've booked a flight now to Canada a one-way flight at the end of May next year to go traveling have you actually done oh yeah me and my girlfriend have done it so the goal is to make sure the business is at a point so that we're able to go still work remotely but for, for things to operate and from there, work back and say, right, to, to travel, I need to earn X amount. To earn X amount, the business needs to do this amount. Blah, 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 and yeah. work backwards in terms of how many clients we need ultimately and how much we need to invest in marketing. I guess that's one thing. Obviously, people want the business to go somewhere, but a lot of people say to me, where? I mean, why? Yeah, yeah. What, what? what's the purpose of you starting the business? For some people, it's money or freedom. So it's maybe reevaluating your priorities and things, yeah. um, what you want to achieve in the business. But I guess with the goals, I personally like to have like a big picture view, but then it's, I think, quite important to nail them down to like smaller like tasks and goals. Yeah. Um, but you've so got to work them back, don't you, from that big yeah. picture, like so you're saying. You could yeah. say, like, by the end of the year, I want to have increased my sales by 50%, but then, like, have goals for, quarter, like, the quarters, quarterly, or each month, and yeah. then each week. Because sometimes just having that big picture goal, it's like, well, how the hell do you get there? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's when that's I think... That's where it comes to, for me, like, the other part, which is purpose goals, which is, like, what's the purpose that I want to achieve, ultimately, and my goal for next year is to plant 100,000 trees, which is loads of trees. And then from that, again, you can work back and say, right, that means we need to send 100,000 cards, which is X amount on average per month, but realistically it's going to go up exponentially. And combining those personal goals and purpose goals, you can then think, right, this is what the business needs to do. And that is how you start to look at what you need to do with your marketing yeah because i find when you break them goals down that's where like specific tasks come Mm -hmm. and that makes it easier so then you can look at like what channels you need to be using um and what tools you need to be using etc to help you achieve smaller goals big goals and like the overall Mm. picture goal 
Uh, another thing as well, um, when, when you're looking at the stats of how things have performed, it's a good idea to reconsider things as well. Like you, you may be trying like a certain platform and it's not really working for you. It's like, you've got two options. You can either change your strategy for that platform or you can not focus on that platform and focus elsewhere put and put more attention else, to yeah. something else. Um, so that's something you need to weigh up as well. Um, as an example of that, if you're a B2B company and you're posting stuff on Facebook, but Facebook isn't really working that well for you, you really like, you can either like double down on Facebook and try really hard at it. It probably it's not necessarily yeah. the best option though. No, that's it. I I, I think I've, I might mention this before. I don't know if it's on your clients, Isaac, but um, they put something on LinkedIn, just on a her personal LinkedIn, saying basically saying like goodbye to. I think it was like Instagram. Like we've tried it, or it's Facebook. We've, mm. we've tried it, but it's just not for us. And basically yeah. announced we're just gonna sack off mm. the. And I find that it's better to be. Um, really active on the platforms and they're not yeah. um, and, and different channels. You either go for it or you don't. So I and think, yeah, don't be scared to... Like scrapping Facebook as well doesn't necessarily mean like scrapping it altogether. Like if you're performing well with paid advertising, which to be honest, every business is going to oh, perform yeah. well with paid advertising if it's done, done it right, right yeah. on Facebook, then then carry on doing that. Just focus your time and attention more towards that than to Versus, posting yeah. onto your page. Yeah. Um, like... For, for B2B companies, the, the traction you tend to get on Facebook nowadays on a, a page, you don't really get much unless you pay good money for it. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And I think a lot of these platforms, it's becoming harder for businesses to reach audience and da-da-da. So it's all about your time, looking at like return on investment and, and things like that, isn't it? And yeah, don't it's, be yeah. afraid to switch it up. It's, yeah. it's all about like when, when it comes to choosing strategies. I think we've done a podcast on this, haven't we, a while ago. But it's those key questions where it's like, right, my business helps to do this our audience is this and then it's thinking right facebook does my audience are they active on that platform and if it makes sense to advertise on there then i'd say look at that and figure out how to make your ads work on that platform if for me it's like well realistically tiktok doesn't at this point in time necessarily make sense for my business Mm. It could do in the future. Does that mean we'll be seeing you do loads of dances? No, not currently. <laughs> not currently. <laughs> but it's something that I might expe- explore in the future. Um, what dan- dancing in a tree costume? Yeah, of course. Dressed up as Santa. Why not? Avocado man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Whereas things like, to be fair, when not I didn't quite get dressed up, but when I had the sandwich board thing. Oh yeah. That makes sense because you reach lots of people. You can use that content and share it on social media, and you you the awareness that can build from that and getting called up by local radios and stuff mm-hmm. makes sense and is worthwhile doing. I think something else that's really important to do as well as planning what you are going to do is to write down what you are not to do, if that makes sense, to have like a not to do list. Mm. Because I've it's very never done yeah, that. Yeah. Because it's very easy to get caught up on things that you think, oh yeah, like everyone does this, I should do this and you've done it, but it doesn't work. But because you keep thinking, oh, like I should, I should be doing this. You should like set your boundaries and say it's a waste of time. I know from experience this isn't working for me. I need to make sure I'm not wasting my time doing it. Yeah, I've I've literally never done that. The same with oh. like day to day tasks and productivity. I've started writing down like I will not check my emails more than twice a day. Right. Which when I do, I just sit there and I'm just like, yeah, email, email, yeah. hello Susan and all this, and it's just like <laughs> Susan does not need. Yeah, I, I, an I guess I reply. kind of do this stuff already. Like I, I schedule aside time. Um, each day for checking my emails. Yeah. So um, 
don't always stick to it. Sometimes yeah. I'm out and about and I just open my phone yeah. and I, I quickly check. But um, yeah, like the, the way I kind of structure my day anyway is my mornings, first 15 minutes of the day, planning the day, checking emails, catching up on social media, making sure everything's okay. Then at lunch, come back after lunch, first 15 minutes after lunch, do that. And then the last 15 minutes of the day is yep. is doing that as yeah. well. I guess that could be part of when you're nailing down your goals and tasks. Um, if you're, you're someone who struggles with this, maybe like time management and stuff, that could be part yeah. of it and like that, the do's and don'ts and things. That is a big thing actually when it comes to once you've chosen your strategies and the different things you want to do. Let's say you think, right, I'm going to need to post on LinkedIn three times a week and I'm going to engage with more posts for example you need to think right this is going to take me five hours a week or ten hours a week and then once you've actually added up all your different strategies and how long they're going to take you might find shit i've got 60 hours worth a, w- a week of just marketing stuff mm-hmm. i can't possibly do that myself as well as doing everything else I need yeah, to do. Yeah. who which stuff do i not enjoy the most or which stuff do i most time I consuming. Do I not know how to do yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. Can I pace my loss to you, do that? You need to figure out what that priority is. And to yeah, figure exactly. out that priority, it needs to be something you enjoy doing and yeah. at the same time is going to have a big return for you. Yeah, that's um, a big if it, yeah. if it doesn't meet those two criteria, it's, it's going to be something that you're not going to be doing. Yeah, and it probably um, won't really you know. add to your marketing or the growth of your business potentially. Yeah. I think um, something else would is probably too detailed to do. We'd have to do like a whole podcast about it. Is like a break-even analysis where you're basically planning right I want to do this strategy and you go for all the numbers in terms of how much time and money you need to invest into something and what, how many sales or eff- effectively whatever you want to achieve, what do you need to achieve to actually make that worthwhile doing? Mm-hmm. And there's quite a detailed process in doing it, but you can create spreadsheets or you might be able to find spreadsheets online which help people do this because most people don't. Most people just think, oh, this sounds good. I'm going to just throw, out, throw this money at that. And don't actually think, right, I need to actually get five clients from this in order to actually get a return. Yeah, that's true. They just say, we'll give it a go. This is the budget, but yeah. maybe don't say, yeah. yeah. But don't actually work out. Yeah. Like, as an example of that, um, I, I know when whenever I do uh, public speaking, um, giving a talk somewhere, um, if, if it's a room of 100 people, I just need to convert one person in that room. Yeah, and I, I've more than paid yeah. my time. Um, to be honest, it's, it's even less than if it was a thousand people, it'd probably be that one person yeah, in the room yeah. that I'd need. Um, yeah. So, like ha- having those kind of numbers in your head is really useful when you're when you're dealing with things because um, it, it does allow you to more easily figure out how much time you want to set aside to to do stuff um, and and how much effort you really should be putting towards something for the results you're wanting to get. Yeah, Right. Yeah, like I was talking to a guy about SEO recently, and I think he charges fifteen hundred pounds a month. And I was thinking, right, for avocado, with an average order value of about seven pounds, with a profit of about two pound fifty from an average order. If it's fifteen hundred pounds, and it's six months, that's nine grand. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I need to I need to sell four and a half thousand cards or four four thousand cards in order to break even just from the SEO stuff, like that, directly yeah. as a result of that guy's work. And it's like, is that likely? Is it like achievable? Potentially. Yeah. It's going to depend on how good he is at SEO, mm. ultimately. Yeah. like. But you've got to know those numbers. SEO is such a tricky one as well, because there's a lot of people out there, and a lot of people who are competing for the same yes, search terms. That's it. Um, so it, it does become very difficult to rank for SEO. And it's not necessarily the best 
place to be targeting if you're a smaller business because there's mm. businesses out there who have a much bigger budget who can easily throw down 10, 20, 30 grand a month well, on their yeah. SEO strategy. Oh, I guess especially Hundreds like you're you going to be getting pushed yeah. down to... If I'm looking at going against like, Moonpig yeah, and Thoughtful, say, my yeah, budget is a, yeah. a, a, a one... Drop in a bucket. A yeah. thousand yeah. for theirs. I, I have noticed much. actually that there is a lot of companies out there doing handwritten cards, but it's printed. Handwriting. Yeah, it's not actually, it's not actually uh, handwriting. Yeah. Um, so, like, so, yeah, that, that's, that is the way to do it is mm. to go really niche and don't try and take on Moonpig. Yeah. Try and take on the other people who are smaller, in the smaller yeah. niches, basically. In that pool, yeah. Um, yeah. But alternatively, it's like realistically, for Avocado to go anywhere, it needs to be disruptive and do unusual things that are going to get people's attention. And realistically, could I spend about £1,500 a month on many different more disruptive things 100 yeah. percent. yeah and they're probably th- going to work i think a better. good thing for you to look at uh, we're kind of going off topic here but it's useful um, though. there's a there's a dating app useful called thursday thursday yeah like Who's they are very much on that disruptive a, marketing yeah. they're doing some great I stuff i don't know if i've heard of them before. we're all over linkedin at the moment I've but when that. i first did a sandwich board the guy who runs that he did one like the exact same week uh, and right. it was like that's just a weird coincidence and now they've like blown up like crazy um but yeah they've done loads of different creative things with sandwich boards and um they what else did they do they sponsored a booth at like glastonbury or some festival or uh, something yeah, yeah. um they have like singles only nights where they rent out a bar and it's just singles only they did a thing where they got loads of actual dates like the fruit oh yeah and so like one a date sort of thing and it <laughs> loads of different <laughs> stuff it did loads of quite cool billboards um Basically, like taking a piss out of Tinder and these other yeah, yeah, yeah. competitors. Yeah, I guess it's what works for you in your industry, yeah. and things, doesn't it? Yeah, well, um, that's the thing. Every every business, different things are going to work for you. Um, you can look at what has worked for other businesses and adapt them and test them out and try them for your business. It's not necessarily going to work, but it is just trial and error. Like marketing at the end of the day is a lot of trial and error until you find that thing that works really works and then you can double down on it. There's a really good one, Matt. They've actually test just the measure, done, you know? not to go on about Thursday continuously, but... <laughs> You know the, the film The Holiday, mm-hmm. where like Cameron Diaz and Kate, is it Kate Winslet? Yeah, yeah they like oh, yeah, swap they homes. Black, yeah. And they've done this thing with, where they've partnered with a company called Home Exchange, which is oh, like yeah, the yeah. same sort of thing. And they found, because Thursday are in London and New York, and they found these two women to swap. I did like a real holiday, life holiday, yeah. yeah and yeah. the person who's come to England has met this guy on Thursday. Oh, you'd be hacked And they're off saying then. like, oh, this is like Jude Law yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> Obviously not, but he's like... Beautiful. Even I fancy him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing as well, I thought kind of within strategies, I don't know kind of what you guys think about this, but I think with businesses, uh, your business is constantly kind of changing and adapting. So I think maybe just a good thing, it, it might not be something you change, but maybe just re-look at kind of your your brand, um, like the story and uh, like the ethos and thing. Because I think especially with like lockdown, a lot of brands' priorities have changed or maybe mm. they're targeting slightly different audience. I think maybe have a, a re-look at like your, yeah. your messaging and things and that story and just see if it needs tweaking. Yeah, we, we've talked about brand stories quite a lot. And uh, like it is something that needs to be adapting and changing regularly. Um, That's a really good point. I, I, I redid my brand story... Um, it was about a month ago and it was just refining it, taking yeah. the stuff that I've, I've learned about my business and what's working and then niched it down a bit more. Um, so like stuff like my, my one liner and things are much more concise now and, and tell a bit more about what they do. Uh, as, as an example, um, it was breakthrough noise online with video. 
the fuck does that mean? Doesn't really mean much. It's not something that like someone's going to see and be like, oh, I know what they can do for me. Yeah. Where now it's convert more leads with educational videos. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. Instantly, instantly it says we're using yeah. educational videos Video. so you yeah. can increase your sales. Yeah. Instantly yeah. It tells. tells people what it, what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's just mm. from refining and evolving and adapting it over time. Um, I haven't really got enough stats yet because it was less than a month yeah, ago that yeah. I changed it. So I don't know how, how big of an impact that's going to have had yet. But that's making it. these tweaks and refinements over time is going to help you niche down and find that right audience as yeah, well. Yeah, and I think looking at Don't Be Scared, um, I've done it before where things like um, for social and kind of my branding I've tweaked a little bit um, and kind of refined that too. So I think really look at all your marketing channels. Do things need a refresh? Is it, does maybe your logo need updating? Does it that brand story? Does your website need a bit of an update or certain terminology? And I think just have a relook at that. It might not change massively and if it doesn't, fine but i think it's worth looking at because mm. yeah we're, it is we're definitely worth looking at constantly I, I changing think like isn't it for lots of businesses there'll be so many things that they will think shit i could i could i should change this or i should change it yeah. i should change it and i think at that point i can become a bit overwhelming and often people just be like oh i just i won't do any of it <laughs> ultimately yeah, even just focusing on one small area yeah. of your yeah, marketing small, can quickly yeah. become overwhelming because like Marketing is a big thing. It is very involved. There's so many different cogs and wheels to make just one small part of your marketing succeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it can quickly become overwhelming. So you do need to break it down into these small manageable steps. Um, Definitely. I mean, like nine out of 10 small and medium-sized businesses could do with a much better website. The majority mm-hmm. of websites out there that are just dreadful and are turning customers away is insane. Yet it's something people don't really want to want to work on you know so yeah. maybe that's something you could focus on this year get get a website that actually converts for you yeah. start um, small and just or again that could be part of your goals right we need to update the marketing yeah. throughout the year first website next let's relook at the brand logo next let's look at maybe the the Messaging branding and your but, copy yeah. and all of this and stuff just, like, just break it down it, yeah, in other words what we're idea. saying is go back to episode one of the money making marketing podcast really? listen <laughs> through the past 25 episodes <laughs> to this one and then implement what we're saying <laughs> um, and i think obviously we mentioned about like um like your brand story and things changing one things as well um relook at maybe uh, your ideal uh, like your target audience in your ideal customer because again things like lockdown like if you look at the hospitality industry they've had to change how they do a lot of things and maybe start doing deliveries and things it might be oh well is my target audience changed maybe it's a younger audience or maybe these people hang out here actually now and things like that I think maybe re-look at, or if you introduce new products, that means your your target audience might have changed. That's Mm. probably another thing. Just refresh that area of your strategy and and see kind of definitely who you should be Um, targeting, where they hang out online and things. Looping back onto that brand story as well. um, A lot lot of businesses, if they do create like a brand story and figure out the messaging, will just do it for the business. Mm -hmm. Think about the different products and services and and the brand stories for them. Mm -hmm. Like as an example, my my video production and marketing is... different kind of message to the training side of things so stuff like with my video academy that's got a different core message that i'm trying to push across because that's more about helping people do it themselves Mm -hmm. where the other part of the business is not you know um so it's it's different messaging for different products and services because you're targeting ultimately different customers i guess that's part of it isn't it if Mm. you know maybe your target audience is slightly different for different products yeah think about the messaging and how best you're going to reach them or certain language that'll work best for them or whatever if if you've got a product that's aimed at um lawyers and then a product that's aimed at coffee shops you know you're not going to use the same messaging to reach those 
people. Yeah, if it. you are, you're not going to reach either of them. No, yeah. and all different mm. marketing channels. Some people all over YouTube or some people love newsletters, others don't, and yeah. different demographic, age, locations. It yeah, all. Definitely. So I think it's just worth re-looking at. And a lot of the time, all that stuff won't have changed, but you never know. Uh, and you potentially could be missing out on sales and things if you don't revisit them and tweak them. Yeah, That is a massive thing. And it does come under... I think we kind of skipped past that because it's kind of like an assumption that yeah. everyone knows is, is who are you actually targeting. Well, yeah, that's think, the first yeah. thing to think about, isn't it? It's like I think when you set up your business, it's yeah. like the first thing you look yeah. at. Who am I trying to but help? So, so as like a as like a a process people can follow now that have come to the end of our ramblings and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as like just mashing together our ideas. What's the process they could follow? I think number one, set the time. Te- no, test test them. Well, yeah, set the time actually. Set aside three hours to work yeah. for it. Yeah. Number two. Test and measure. Look look through your stats past, and your results yeah. from the past year. See what's worked, what hasn't, and use that to make informed decisions. Uh, number three, yeah, look, look at what your goals are for your business. Number four, double check that you're working for the right target audience. Yeah. Number five, make sure that your messaging is reaching that target audience. It's yeah, the right definitely. thing to reach that target audience. Sometimes these things as well may just be very minor tweaks. Sometimes it could be like, okay, we need a whole new like rethink of what we're doing. Because I've, I've found like certain um, terminology, if you just change it, it could help potentially help with your ranking. Or like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. get across that message better. So yeah, little tweaks and it can be. That, that final thing really is figure out what you need to be doing with that brand messaging for that target audience to make it all work. Yeah, so um, I guess break so down looking those at goals. that awareness, what you can do to generate awareness, yeah. what you can do to um, convert them into customers once you've generated the awareness. Um, that's, it's that's the gap, isn't it? It's thinking yeah. like, right, this is where I want to be, but this is where I am now. How do I get from here to there? The in-between yeah. bits. and it's, 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 it's those building blocks that you need to work on. Don't just do it all at once. It's yeah. overwhelming as fuck. And again, we've talked about oh, yeah. in the past, start like initially i think you need a great brand and like website number one then try different marketing platforms and things um, yeah, but yeah I, I think we've mentioned this as well before like when we say great brand we don't necessarily mean like you need to have an amazing logo that costs you like 10 grand and a website that you spent 50 grand on that doesn't matter and colors it's, that it's make people feel happy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relaxed, yeah. It, it's, it's the message weird adjective your, your brand is your use. message it's your ethos it's the way you stand out in a different yeah, other it could businesses. be customer services, loads of things, oh, isn't yeah. it, your brand? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of summarises that in a bit of a nutshell. And hopefully that kind of makes it a bit clearer what to do with your strategy. I think everyone yeah. uh, creates yeah. one in the beginning and then just kind of goes with that for the next few years, which yeah. they shouldn't. They should always be mm. tweaking, changing, and just trying to improve. Like a, a good idea, like once you have got your strategy together, print it out, have it on your desk, and have it as something that you can look at all of the time and just have a quick flick through and refresh yourself. If you've got that five minutes where you're just having a quick coffee, have a, have a little look through that document and, and just see like, oh, is this is this actually right for me? And uh, you can tweak and adapt as you go along. Yeah, um, I, I would like just... I, I make a thing of revisiting mine every three months just to make it. sure things are right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I went to really, it was like a, a networking thing, but it was all about like peer support and thing. But they said um, one of the kind of things we did was write your goals down and have that like physically on a wall in front of you so every time i sit and it will if, them, yeah. so every time you sit down it's like that's what i'm trying to achieve like, i have it on my laptop as my home screen like, like nine different squares of like massive goals for me in life it's just a reminder it just reminds it? me even if i don't like think i open my laptop i don't think like 
this and this. I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to do this. It's just like subconsciously just going in. I mean, have you? I'm some. I used to be terrible at creating a plan and just never sticking to it. And that's it. You could spend hours and hours and hours creating strategies and mm. not doing any of it. So that's the, why the reason people don't stick to their plans. It's because they create it and then it's buried in some folder, in some other yep. folder, in some other folder in our computer, and they you never look at it again. Always, the best thing to do with any goals, with any plans, print it out, stick it on your wall. Because every time you walk into your office or every time you go into that room, it's one of the first things you see. And but even if you're not looking at it, like you said, it's this subliminal thing where that starts to embed it, I, itself and be like, this is what yeah. I want to do. I think as well, when you're creating like strategy, um, sort of as you're doing it and if you know right i need to do this every week or this maybe start um like you're really good at this isaac you might set like reminders or in your calendar um block out half an hour or uh, set yourself like appointments for yourself um and things like that sometimes i find i can write a list and again even if it's sort of next to me you flick through it but i think unless i find if unless i'm using kind of softwares or reminders and things sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm terrible for not doing it i think do that try set yourself stuff like that using i think calendar blocking has been stupidly helpful for me with, with stuff um I'd say one of the issues I, I did have with calendar blocking was I was taking it too strictly. Mm. In a sense, um, I was blocking out every Thursday afternoon to make a video. But very quickly, I realized by the time it gets to Thursday, I am shattered. I've had a really long week. I don't have the energy or the motivation to sit in front of a camera and share my advice. Yeah. So what I'm going to be trying next year, so starting from January, is setting aside that time first thing on a Monday morning. So the first thing I do when I get in a week is create that video because I'm refreshed after right, the weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. and who knows, it might not work, but the key thing oh, I'm yeah. bearing in mind for 2022 is don't be afraid to change plans. Yeah, that it's is, not always that is a work. massive thing it is that plans do change. Like you can make a, a three month plan, like a 90 day plan. And you don't know what's going to happen in two months time. You might think COVID. I want this <laughs> to happen, but you cannot guarantee what's going to happen. So plans will always change. change and all sorts, yeah. yeah. So but you have to accept that yeah. as, a, as a good thing. Yeah. And the, pl- we the plan you make really is just from this exact moment in time, this yeah. is the best way to reach that. Yeah. Which which is why I, uh, I was saying, like, you want to kind of revisit these things every every three months or so, every quarter, because three months ago, your business was a completely different beast. Yeah. Yeah, you were a different true. person yeah. and well, the mean, world was yeah. different, you know. Yeah. Things change and you need to adapt with it. And that's yeah. where the test and the measuring really comes in. I would in. even say, well, what I do or what I at least aim to do is every Friday at the end of a week, I look through the past week and think, right, did I do what was on my 90-day plan, what I had scheduled what I needed to do? If I didn't, why not? Is it not important anymore? Is it not as urgent? Are there more like, pressing or urgent opportunities like available? Do I need to adjust my plan going forward for next week? What do I have to do now next week in order to reach my goal? It happens. It's like ultimately your plan is just your route to reach your goal. And as long as the goal stays the same, there's, all, there's always going to be a million different ways to and get there. And even then, your goals probably aren't going to yeah, stay goals, the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Humans are very fickle creatures. Yeah, we we change our minds and change our opinions on things every bloody moment. So like, don't keep working to a plan that's not working for you. Yeah, if you need to change it, change, change it. it. Don't be afraid of doing that. Um, good thing. But no matter what you do, you need a plan because you need to know how you can reach your goals that you currently have. Yeah, otherwise, you're Definitely. just sort of stabbing in the dark, really, aren't you? Yeah. Just hoping that you're going to end up in the right place.
So to summarize, in this episode, we have talked about your 2022 marketing strategy and why you need to create one and what sort of things you need to be looking at and the process you want to be following to to create that strategy. And remember, the, the key thing to remember here, as we've just stressed, is don't be afraid to change your plans because your plans are always going to be adapting. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to give us some feedback, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer, send us an email. You can find it in the description of this episode. Also, make sure to follow us on social media so that you never miss an episode. We are MMM Guides on most social networks. Again, we have the links to that in the episode description. So we are Isaac, Jenny, and Louis, your guides to making money with marketing.